people? We are live on Rumble, YouTube, and Blaze TV. As always, do me a favor, subscribe, tap the notification bell, etc., etc. I'm still Dave Rubin. This is still the Rubin Report Direct Message. It is February 15th, 2022. I hope you all had a great and love-filled Valentine's Day. Canada, which we are going to be focusing on exclusively today, basically, uh, did not have a great Valentine's Day because uh, Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada, he basically slapped Canada across the face and said it was for their own good. You know what I mean? And uh, that's not how it works, Justin. And uh, I'm going to take you down over the course of the next half hour. And I want to give just like a very special shout out to all of the Canadians who are watching the show. I know we're getting a tremendous amount of support in Canada. And I know you guys appreciate me talking about this story and we've been talking about it from day one. It was just obvious to me two, three weeks ago when this thing started that it was going to be, it was going to be the story. It really was going to be the story when the people, the actual people stand up against the machine. That's the only way this thing gets fixed. And in two weeks, what you guys have done is absolutely extraordinary. And you know, there's always a counteraction, right? And what Justin Trudeau has done really over the last two weeks, but then culminating in what he did yesterday and which will now obviously lead us going forward over the next few weeks and months um, is, is the perfect example of why progressives are everything they purport everyone else to be. And they are not the rainbow diversity, tolerance loving people, they're actually quite horrific authoritarians. But we're gonna get into all of that. So obviously we'll talk about Justin Trudeau, the way the media is just slandering and lying about the truckers and doing it the way they've done it with everything else, the way they've called us all racists and homophobes and everything else. They're just pushing all of the nonsense that we can now see through. They're pushing it on to all of the truckers. And now this movement is spreading worldwide. So we're gonna show you video from Israel and Australia and New Zealand and Germany and Italy and a whole bunch of other countries where a true populist uprising in the best sense of it, that people are coming together and saying, hey, we like freedom, we like liberty. This has nothing to do with racism or anything else. We've had it with governments that abuse us and lock us down and punish us and take away our rights. We've just had enough. So we're gonna talk about that. Then yesterday afternoon, Jordan Peterson released a video, just a couple minute video, uh, with a direct message to the truckers that I thought was as eloquent and thoughtful as Jordan usually puts out. So we're gonna play some of that and talk about that. And then we've got a, a special finish for you that I'm very, very excited about. Uh, before though, we get into any of that people, I wanna talk to you about Bonner Private Wine. Cause if there was ever a time to drink, especially if you're in Canada, now is the time. Do you know what's in that wine bottle sitting on your kitchen counter? Nope. Traditional media won't tell you this. Try oak flavoring, mega purple dye, and tons of sugar. And that's not counting all the chemicals left over from vineyards that look more like oil refineries than the great chateaus of old. But better wines do exist and they don't cost an arm and a leg either. Take it from America's top wine explorer. Recently, he came across a wine unlike anything he's ever tasted. Problem is this delicious red wine can only be found in a single isolated corridor known as the world's most remote wine valley. Heck, he nearly died twice trying to find these vineyards. The wine is that special. Want to give him a try today over at Bonner Private Wines. My audience can get these rare wines at half the retail price. No need for a promo code. Plus, you'll get 50% off shipping. This wine is truly something special, but supplies are limited. Visit BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Dave to claim your wine. That's BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Dave. It's right here. 
and I knocked out a nice bottle of Malbec the other night with a tri-tip. Would have made you proud. Uh, so check out modernprivatewines.com. All right, so this whole show is devoted to Canada. This show is uh, not only devoted, this show is dedicated to Canada, okay? We are with you, good Canadians. We stand with you, Canada, against your authoritarian, completely out of control, lying, dishonest shill of a man that is your Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau. So you all know how this story, because you've been watching this show, not because you've been watching mainstream media, you all know how this began about two weeks ago. A bunch of truckers decided to do this convoy across the country to just say, hey, we've just had enough of the lockdowns because Canada has had some of the most draconian lockdowns in all of the West. Australia has had some bad ones. We've obviously had some bad ones here in the States, in our blue states specifically, but Canada has had really nationwide, really awful lockdowns. Montreal, Quebec, all over the place, Toronto, et cetera, et cetera. So a bunch of truckers, just grassroots, came together, a movement of the people. Hey, let's do this caravan. Let's get a whole bunch of us. We'll drive across the country. We'll talk about freedom. We'll wave uh, Canadian flags. It's going to be great. And that's what they did. And it had nothing to do with hate or anything else, okay? Now, Justin Trudeau doesn't really like freedom. He's the head of the Liberal Party, okay? And uh, about a week ago, here is what Justin Trudeau tweeted about the truckers. He said, today in the House, members of parliament unanimously condemn the anti-Semitism, Islamophobia, anti-black racism, homophobia, and transphobia that we've seen on display in Ottawa over the past number of days. Together, let's keep working to make Canada more exclusive. Now, I know I read this tweet to you a couple days ago, and the reason that I did it and repeated it again today is because it's very important, as I've been saying, to know how we got to where we got, the steps that got us there, okay? So think about this. A bunch of decent people, truckers, okay? Decent people who just want to live free, they decide to do something to push back against government overreach, right? They didn't do anything violent. They didn't blow up oil refineries. They didn't burn down stores. They didn't attack innocent people or anything of that nature. Stuff that, you know, the media is into if you're on the right side of the political aisle. They didn't do any of that stuff. They just said, hey, let's do this trucker convoy. Let's get people waving flags on the streets for us, et cetera, et cetera. His initial go-to response, because this is all that the left and progressives have anymore, is to call these people Islamophobes and anti-Semites and transphobes. I mean, really, like if you just really think about it, it's, it's hilarious. Like it's actually, it, it doesn't get much funnier than that. Like a group of people are just like, hey, can I go to work again? I'd like to see grandma, you know, we'll go to school, no mask, it's all good, we'll take a chance, we'll live life, you know, crazy. And then the prime minister says, you have an irrational fear of trans people and that's why you're doing this. You hate Jews and that's why you're doing this. You have an irrational fear of those homosexuals. And that's why you're getting in your trucks and driving across the country. It's completely bananas, but it has, it has actually worked. It has worked on a disproportionate amount of people. It's completely insane. But thankfully, thankfully, because perhaps of these tubes that people like me can do these shows on, and because you people haven't been completely bamboozled by these snake oil salesmen, people are waking up. People are waking up and suddenly what started happening is truckers were going, wait a minute, I'm not a transphobe. I just wanted to live freely. There might be a trans trucker out there. I don't even know. And then more and more people started showing up and going to Ottawa and waving flags and kids were out there and they were cleaning up and they were doing good things. But 
what lies beneath the diversity and rainbows of a tolerant progressive is a very angry authoritarian. So yesterday, this is when it really got escalated. And Trudeau had many chances to de-escalate, okay? He had two weeks worth of time where he could have said, okay, we're gonna roll back some of this stuff. But nope, they never do, right? We know these people never do. You show them evidence, they double down. That's exactly what Justin Trudeau did. And yesterday, he gave himself emergency power. To continue building on these efforts, the federal government is ready to use more tools at its disposal to get the situation fully under control. After discussing with cabinet and caucus, after consultation with premiers from all provinces and territories, after speaking with opposition leaders, the federal government has invoked the Emergencies Act to supplement provincial and territorial capacity to address the blockades and occupations. The Emergencies Act to address the blockade and occupations. That reminded me of a speech from a while back. It is with great reluctance that I have agreed to this calling. I love democracy. I love the Republic. The power you give me, I will lay down when this crisis has abated. See what we did there? Huh? That's all Connor, people. Okay, so you can see what's happened here. Trudeau is now pulling a Palpatine, right? You create the crisis because it's your lockdowns that create the crisis, just like Palpatine created the, uh, the trade embargo on Naboo. I don't want to get into all of that with the droids and the viceroy of the Trade Federation and all that. You obviously know about that stuff. Uh, but Pal he's literally doing a Palpatine, okay? And then what you do is as the crisis gets ramped up, the things that you say are temporary actually don't become temporary. They become permanent. And then you have to ramp up the ways that you're going to punish people. So Trudeau continued. Here's how the measures we're taking today will help get the situation under control. The police will be given more tools to restore order in places where public assemblies can constitute illegal and dangerous activities, such as blockades and occupations as seen in Ottawa, the Ambassador Bridge, and elsewhere. These tools include strengthening their ability to impose fines or imprisonment. The government will designate, secure, and protect places and infrastructure that are critical to our economy and people's jobs, including border crossings and airports. We cannot and will not allow illegal and dangerous activities to continue. The Emergencies Act will also allow the government to make sure essential services are rendered, for example, in order to tow vehicles blocking roads. In addition, Financial institutions will be authorized or directed to render essential services to help address the situation, including by regulating and prohibiting the use of property to fund or support illegal blockades. Okay, so let's be clear again, very clear and careful with our words. This protest, which is an organized protest from the bottom up, a grassroots protest, has been completely peaceful. They have not vandalized. They have not destroyed property. 
They have done what you are supposed to do in a Western society when you feel that your rights are being encroached on. They've done it perfectly to the T, almost in, at, a, at a completely extraordinary and, and almost untenable way they've done it because it's very hard to do something so peacefully and have it not hijacked by radicals and everything else. But you can see now he's gonna arrest people, we're gonna find people, more police, et cetera, et cetera. And that also reminded me of a speech by that Palpatine guy. In order to ensure the security and continuing stability, the Republic will be reorganized into the first galactic empire for a safe and secure society. I feel like my whole life led me to today's show. Just really feeling it. Um, it gets worse. It actually gets worse. Um, now let's put the joking part aside for just a second. Uh, Trudeau's deputy prime minister, her name's Christia, Christia Freeland. Uh, she has now gotten in on this and they are going to ramp up stopping people from crowdfunding because obviously the truckers have been crowdfunding first on GoFundMe, then GoFundMe shut them down, even though GoFundMe had no problem uh, supporting Black Lives Matter while they were burning down American cities everywhere. So then there was another website called Give, Send, Go, which is a Christian website uh, that allows for crowdfunding and the government has had it with them. So now they're going to look at these people who are crowdfunding under the Terrorist Financing Act. First, we are broadening the scope of Canada's anti-money laundering and terrorist financing rules so that they cover crowdfunding platforms and the payment service providers they use. These changes cover all forms of transactions, including digital assets, such as cryptocurrencies. The illegal blockades have highlighted the fact that crowdfunding platforms and some of the payment service providers they use are not fully captured under the Proceeds of Crime and Terrorist Financing Act. Ooh, okay. Do you see the incredible escalation that just took place? Because this is, this is seriously scary stuff. Because when we see, say, police cracking down on peaceful protesters, right? So you're out there peacefully protesting. I've got a Canadian flag. I love Canada. I love Poutine. I'm free. I want to live freely. John Candy, Rick Moranis, Dan Aykroyd, love all these people, love Canada. Uh, and then they were to punch you in the face, which we've seen some of that by the uh, Canadian police. It's obvious, right? It's right in our face. Oh my God, good guys, bad guys. It's, it's very clear. What they are now doing is something much more nefarious because they're basically saying, if you aren't involved in this, if you uh, donate to one of these crowdfunding sites, if you figure out a way that you can send them crypto so that they can peacefully protest, maybe so they have access to gas as they're driving across the country, fuel, et cetera, et cetera, uh, we are going to come after not only the crowdfunding websites, which uh, GoFundMe just voluntarily just cut them off, uh, but we're going to come after the crowdfunding websites and we're going to go after the people that are trading crypto. Now, first off, I don't think that these clowns in the Canadian government really understand what crypto is, an entirely decentralized payment system. I mean, de crypto is designed to stand up against centralized power. So th I think they've unearth something here. They just open the Pandora's box. We're going to stop you guys from trading crypto. Oh, well, crypto is totally decentralized and people are trading peer to peer and uh, it has nothing to do with you guys and pretty much you can't stop us. So they've opened up something here that's a huge mess. And, and thank God that crypto gotten, got developed the way it did 
over the last decade. It was basically for this very moment when a centralized authoritarian government would go completely out of control and try to take down peaceful protesters. Okay, so this is, this is seriously bad news. And what it really is about, of course, is to scare people, right? Because as I said, if you just send the troops out on the streets and you beat people, it becomes obvious, right? It's too obvious for even the average person. Boy, they shouldn't be beating those old women and kids. And then you might push more people to your side. So what they're really trying to do here by saying, we're gonna go after you cryptocurrency people, we're gonna go after you crowdfunders, is they're just trying to send the signal across the galaxy of fear. That, that's what they're trying to reverberate throughout the galaxy. Fear, 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 fear. There should just be fear everywhere so that you'll be, so that, you know, if you wanna trade crypto the way people trade crypto, on the Super Bowl, there was a freaking Coinbase ad. People trade crypto. People are trying to figure out ways to get off the rails that are clearly not working the way they're supposed to anymore. But they wanna send a message. We're watching you. We're watching you guys. We know you're up to bad news. What do you think you are? You think you can just live freely in a free society? We're Canadian government here. We know what's good for you. Uh, I had a tweet on this that went pretty viral yesterday, so I, we thought we'd throw it up for you real quick because I think it kind of captures in Twitter form what's going on here. We are witnessing the progressive revolution eat itself. This is the beginning of the end of a petty tyrant who came into power by preaching diversity and rainbows. What lies beneath that facade is much darker and dangerous. The world might be saved by Canadian truckers. Uh, I don't need to pat myself on the back for a viral tweet, but I think it sort of captures this idea that these people come in with all of the diversity and love and Trudeau loves the LGBTQ. I forgot all the letters. What are the letters again? Okay. He, they come in with this and he looks nice and he talks about all the right things. But then once push comes to shove, once the rubber meets the road, you see what they do, what they become and they become it overnight and it's obvious. And until enough of us are, are no longer fooled by it, until enough of us are actually willing to pull back the curtain and realize that the guy standing there is an old wizard, not some, or he's an old you know, snake oil salesman, not some big green wizard with all power, uh, then the game will continue. It will just continue. And one of the ways the game continues is because the media, the corporate press, the mainstream media just lies to us about everything. So when, when it's their guys burning down the cities and destroying Best Buys and Targets and Pep Boys and whatever else, those are the good guys and we should be tolerant of it. But when it's peaceful people, you know, protesting for freedom, they're bad guys, they're right-wing maniacs, alt-right, et cetera, et cetera. Here's Mr. Potato Head himself, Brian Stelter, over on CNN. I was just Googling that old quote from John Stuart Mill. He talked about your rights end where my nose begins. So like your freedom sometimes infringes on others' freedom. And I think, Donnie, what, we, what you've seen in, 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 uh, in Canada is others are fearful of these protesters who are arguing for freedom. Right. Because of some of the fringe rhetoric. Can we play the Daily Show clip for a second? This was you appearing on the Daily Show and then Trevor Noah had a reaction. And because you're not vaccinated, have you, is there business, is there stuff you can't do in Canada now? Yeah, like, I'm like, I'm like, well, basically, if you want to compare Canada uh, to anything, it's like uh, Hitler, Germany, and we're like the Jews, eh? You see, this is why we shouldn't be banning books. <laughs> I can't say it better than Trevor Noah. Yeah, look, and I mean, there is, that, that's a really big part of, of what we're seeing there. And, and the re that just doesn't come from anywhere, right? Because that, 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 that terrible historical inaccurate comparison, uh, we've heard members of Congress here repeated. But it's actually, I think a lot of it is based in, there's been so much demonization of public health officials in 
this country and elsewhere, right. um, that a lot of these people believe that public health officials are there to harm and hurt them, not to help them. Right. It's The bigger picture here is online radicalization of lots of different kinds turns into offline action. And whether there end up being convoys in the U.S. or not, we're already seeing the impacts of that in Canada. I feel like that's your beat, Tony, is it's the online radicalization, but then you see what happens in real, in, in real life. I, I just said to my guys as we were playing this, it's truly incredible watching these people flip the story and how they reverse everything they say about one thing when it's their guys doing it versus how uh, they say it when it's the other guys doing it. First off, I just want to say something very, very clearly here. Um, I lost family members on both sides of the Holocaust, okay? I grew up around Holocaust survivors. I am well-versed in what the Holocaust was and what the demonization of people is. Um, although the guy who was interviewed there, and by the way, great cherry-picking on that Daily Show, and then they, they cherry-pick that on the Daily Show, uh, and then, of course, they throw that to CNN because they're all in on it together. I believe they're both owned by Viacom. It's just one big circle jerk in essence. Um, just for, regardless of what the guy said, whether, whether you think he said it in a butchered way or, or he shouldn't say it or something like that, the way something like the Holocaust starts is you otherize people, right? You keep otherizing, otherizing them. You say, oh, you can't be part of the economy. You can't own a store. You can't do this. We're going to demonize you. You're diseased. So it is not a giant leap, okay? It really is not, and I don't care how much hate I get for this. It is not a giant leap after two years of demonizing certain people who wanted choice, medical choice, and choice used to be thought of as a good thing, um, to compare them to the Jews before the Holocaust. It's not a perfectly symmetrical situation, right? There aren't gas chambers in Canada yet, okay? So it's not perfect, but it is not deeply wrong. And the, the message behind what he said the message behind what he said was basically right. So Stelter laughs at it, and, and Trevor Noah, who has a series of highly, we covered it last week, highly offensive jokes, if you get offended by jokes, towards Jews, who's now trying to destroy Joe Rogan. Uh, you know, he, uh, this is why, you know, we shouldn't burn books. Okay, fine. But this is what they do. This is what they do. This is Brian Stelter, who as the cities in America burned, he excused it. This is what they did on CNN. They constantly excused it. So now we, oh, and, and then the guy that, He's sitting with there, uh, this O'Donnell guy, you know, this is because of the rhetoric or whatever. Well, Stelter, you started the segment by saying that your rights end where my nose begins, except these truckers haven't punched anybody. They haven't done anything violent. They've done it peacefully. They've protested exactly the way that John Stuart Mill, one of the great classical liberal thinkers of all time, the architects of classical liberalism, the architects, the architect of some of the ideas that led to this great nation, right? They did it exactly the way you're supposed to do it because they're not burning buildings. They're not punching people. They're not attacking people. They're using words. They're using words and their right to protest, which are classically liberal values, which are liberal, which are values of a Western democracy. So Stelter, everything in there that Stelter said there, the whole segment, you have to admire the evil of the way they trick people into thinking that those people did anything bad. It's incredible. But it continues with this clown, this absolute clown man Thomas Friedman of the New York Times, if you want to just like in the dictionary, guy who gets everything wrong always but keeps his job, here's Thomas Friedman. They're going to consider fines and even potentially taking away some of these trucks. I mean, this this gets to the heart of a pretty big problem at this point. You no, know, Becky, we, right now we have a pandemic of the foolish and the selfish. 
Um, you know, what are the governments in America and Canada asking of these drivers who cross borders back and forth every day is get quarantined, get, get uh, vaccinated, fully vaccinated or or be quarantined. Do it for yourself. Do it for your neighbors. Most of all, do it for the doctors and nurses who have been completely exhausted after two years of this. Um, so you won't be putting additional pressure on them. Uh, and so I, I find all this all being done in the name of freedom. Freedom from who? From Mother Nature? Freedom from you, motherfucker. We've had it with you people. We've had it. I cannot stand these people anymore. I can't, I don't. Okay, this is the pandemic of the foolish and selfish. Really, Thomas Friedman? How about you show me a study on how many, how much COVID was spread by truckers driving alone in their trucks, moving all the products across the country, keeping the economy going. Can you show me a study on that? No, you can't. But underneath every single one of these leftist lunatics is the worst sort of authoritarian ever. What is it? What are they talking about? You're foolish and selfish for demanding that you be allowed to live as you wish to live so that you can go visit grandma and your kids can go to school without masks and everything else. Two years after two weeks to flatten the curve. God, these people are just, this protest is stupid and selfish. Stupid and selfish. Really, Thomas Friedman, you awful bad man. Bad, bad man. But from one bad man, here's a bad woman. This is Governor uh, Gretchen Whitmer uh, from Michigan. This is the woman who locked down Michigan in the worst sort of awful ways, who literally at the beginning of all of this did not want people to do gardening in their front lawns. Yes, actually true. And I sent, I mentioned it on the show, and then I started sending people. We had people email us and I sent people seeds. I did, so people could garden. And people sent me back pictures of their gardens in Michigan because of this crazy psychopath. Well, she's not happy with these truckers either. Governor Whitmer, I'm sorry. I was asking you about this encouragement uh, by the right-wing media of, of this blockade. Well, it's dangerous. They're inciting and encouraging people to break the law and to do so in a way that devastates so many hardworking people. This is families. This is businesses in America that rely on this commerce free flowing. Lady, has the Botox gone to your brain that you can't even hear yourself anymore? You're now suddenly concerned about the economy and people's ability to work and put food on the table and all of those things. You people are the ones that locked everyone down and destroyed the economy. Do you not get it? Can we throw the video up of her Governor again? Whitmer, I am I'm not kidding. Oh, yeah, there. Okay, there's Gretchen Whitner. Now, she, I don't care if anyone's done work. I don't care if you have injections. I don't care what you do. But that woman is so full of Botox that it is obvious to me that she got Botox and all sorts of stuff when they were locking people down and they were, you know, making sure that people couldn't get medical procedures and anything else. I will give, I kid you not, $5,000, $5,000 to a doctor who will come forward and admit that they injected her with Botox or fillers during the lockdowns because these people are evil. She was also caught as she was locking everybody down. She was caught um, on a boat because it was her husband's birthday and she could do it, but you people can't. They hate you. They hate you, these awful creatures, lizard people. That's what they are. More proof? Well, don't worry, guys. When, when BLM is burning cities, when Antifa is burning cities, when cities are burning because there's an orange man in charge or something like that, then it's all good. It's all good. I want to be clear in how I characterize this. This is a, mostly a protest. Uh, it is not, uh, it is not generally speaking, unruly. 
That ain't a riot, what we're seeing right now in Minneapolis. They are strictly principled anti-fascists, and they've taken a principled stand to stand against white supremacists and white nationalists wherever they may show up. I argue to you tonight, all punches are not equal morally. It says it right in the name, Antifa, anti-fascism, which is what they were there um, fighting. Listen, there's... You know, no organization is perfect. There was some violence. Any reasonable person would say we shouldn't be destroying other people's property. But these are not reasonable times. Thank goodness for the looters, man. And please show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. I don't care that much about statutes. Respectfully, shouldn't that be done by a commission or the city council, not a mob in the middle of the night throwing it into the harbor? People will do what they do. You're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations that have been burning in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Do not get it twisted and think that, oh, this is some something that has not never happened before. And then this is so terrible. And where are we and these savages and all of that? This is how this country was started. People get mad and people get sick of it. People are risking covid to explain to this country that we're fed up. Most of the major movements in American history have started at the grassroots level and at some point have turned into direct conflict with American government. So remember your history before you judge your present. Thuggishness is thuggishness wherever it comes from politically and and we should be the first to call it out. I disagree. (laughs) Dare I quote Chris Cuomo? But remember your history. Remember that history that I just showed you. Remember that those people excuse violence. Those people actually instigate violence. They tell people you're allowed to do it when you think you should do it. Now, ironically, there are no buildings burning yet in Canada. There are no people being assaulted on the street yet in Canada. It isn't because of the truckers that businesses are closed, et cetera, et cetera. Actually, there's many videos of business owners in Ottawa, like, holy cow, people are out on the streets again. I can sell falafel. It's pretty great. The the extraordinary lies. I, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it, but we are now going to stop them. We will stop them. We will stop them. This is the moment to stop them. If there's ever a moment, this is it. And guess what? People all over the world are waking up. So now we got just an awesome array of videos all over the world uh, of freedom convoys breaking out everywhere. Here's Israel first. The left loves Israel, don't they? Now they're really gonna love Israel. Tira! 
But to be very clear, I mean, New Zealand, New Zealand definitely wins for like coolest protesters. Uh, but what you saw there were Israel, Germany, France, Australia, Italy, New Zealand. This is obviously going on in Canada. I have a sense that maybe it's going to start in the United States and some of the blue states as well. Um, but notice there was nothing burning in the background. There was no looting. There were no signs to kill trans people or whatever it is that Justin Trudeau has been lying about. These are just people like you. That's what they are. You person watching this right now, if any of the stuff that I talk about here means anything to you, then those people are fighting for you. And they're fighting for you now all over the globe. And it is absolutely incredible. So now we've got some video. We'll bring it back to Canada for a second. This is of Brian Peckford. He is the last living signer of Canada's Charter of Rights and Freedoms, the last living one, he gave an absolutely, I mean, just a moving, like actually sit back and watch this speech. It's just incredible. Indeed. We're not going to allow this nation on the northern part of North America to go down the drain because we have people who've gotten hungry for power and have discarded the individual freedoms that you and I own. They are ours. There's none, two of us the same. That's why individual rights and freedoms are so important, right? Because it's you as a person, you as an individual, not you as a family, not you as a group, okay? Not you as part of some other organization, not you as part of the province. It's you as an individual Canadian. Possess these rights. That's what's important. recommend you find the, the full speech. If you haven't seen the full speech, you can find it on YouTube and on Rumble, I'm sure. Um, it's you. It's you. You get it? It's you that can fix this. What if we all have more power than they want us to think we have? I suspect that we do. And that's why they want to arrest these good people and find these good people and make sure that they can't crowdfund because they fear the individual. Because you know what happens when the individual looks out for themselves? The individual finds other people who look out for themselves. And then you got two individuals and they kind of got some stuff in common and they might start building something and it might be good and it might not need them. And I think we've all had enough of them, okay? So that's what we're gonna keep doing. We're gonna keep pushing on this and keep pushing on it and keep pushing on it. But that being said, this could get out of control, right? There's, there is definite, uh, well, there's definitely signs that we're at a very precarious moment right now, right? The government of Canada is now calling these emergency powers. And you know that once the government goes with emergency powers, it doesn't give those uh, powers away quite easily. Uh, so Jordan Peterson, who of course is from Canada, okay? Jordan Peterson was a professor at, at the University of Toronto for many, many years. He was born in Western Canada. I mean, he is a true son of Canada and then became the most influential, you know, public intellectual on the globe, uh, he gave a little video, did about a three minute video right before Trudeau announced the emergency powers. And he talked about this precarious moment we're in because you know when you start making, getting somewhere, right? As the truckers did, they did it right, they started getting somewhere. So some of the restrictions were being pulled back. Well, then some people start walking away. 
maybe the radicals double down, the government reaction, et cetera, et cetera. So Jordan put out sort of a basic warning for where we're at at the moment. And again, I just want to reiterate, this was done before, a few hours before Trudeau came out with his emergency powers speech. I've been asked to say a few words to the truckers in Ottawa. And so I've given that some careful consideration. All you protesters, you've accomplished an awful lot already. You know, the conservative leadership has crumbled and Aaron O'Toole has been replaced by someone who is giving a fair bit of voice to your concerns. You now have a voice in the House of Commons. All the people you represent have a voice in the House of Commons. You have four provinces that have moved quite precipitously in the direction that the protest was hoping for, starting to lift mask mandates on something approximating as reasonable a timeline as might be expected under the circumstances. I'd like to commend all of you for your diligence and, and work on accomplishing what you have accomplished under, under trying conditions and also for keeping your heads in a way that's actually been a model for the entire world. The fact that you've been able to remain peaceful, you haven't taken the bait, you haven't responded with violence to quite remarkable denigration and provocation, that's a sign of tremendous discipline and care. It's going to get more difficult to maintain as this goes along. So I hope that you're all in this position to uh, allow a sufficient victory to be sufficient, to move forward without rancor, to be grateful for the effect that you've already had and the support that you've received, and to move forward to a normative peace and the reestablishment of our country's economy and our psychological and social well-being. So that's pretty much all I have to say at this point. Thank you. I mean, first off, there's just nobody better, you know, careful with his words, sober, optimistic, realistic, clear, all of the stuff. I am, Jordan, if you're watching today, I am truly honored to call you a friend and, and someone that let me uh, join the ride for a year and a half when we toured together. Um, I wanted to bring up one specific point that he brought there. And again, this was before Justin Trudeau ramped this all up. He said, it's going to get more difficult. You have to allow for a sufficient victory. And that's what was happening until Trudeau ramped everything up, right? There were premiers in uh, Alberta and some of the other provinces who were saying, we played the videos on the show here, you saw it over the last couple of days, that were saying, we're going to scale back on some of this stuff. We hear you. We know you're frustrated. They were even saying, we know you guys have done this peacefully and, and you protested properly. Uh, we're going to, you know, reverse course on some of this crazy lockdown stuff and the mandate stuff. So they were getting their victory. And then what Jordan was saying to them was, now that you've gotten some measure of victory, you have to be careful. Uh, because, you know, some of you, the, the say more marginal people involved are going to go away, but the people who really believe in the cause, they're going to continue in essence. That's where things can get, um, you know, radicalized, et cetera, et cetera. So there was a really interesting moment there. And it's, and that is an important piece of this, right? Regardless of what side you're on, it's like when you get some victories, you have to know you got a victory and you have to be gracious for that. So I think that was happening. It's actually, I, and it's not that I think it was happening. It was happening. We know they were getting victories. And then the question was, well, how do you take that victory and move forward? Now, the problem is that just as some victories were happening, just as, say, a true healing was on the horizon, like, oh, we protested properly in a Western democracy, the government heard us, and they're going to scale back 
on the stuff that we're protesting, then Trudeau just stepped in it because about two hours after Jordan posted that video, Trudeau says he needs emergency powers and he's gonna arrest protesters and they are gonna find people out on the streets and they are gonna come after your bank accounts and they're gonna go after the crowdfunders, et cetera, et cetera. So now Trudeau is the one who just poured gasoline on the fire. So I, I will actually message, I'll text Jordan right after this and see if maybe he'll put one of those messages up directly to Justin Trudeau and stare directly in the camera and say, Justin Trudeau, well, you almost had victory to some degree, not victory for Justin Trudeau because he wants ultimate power. That's, that's what sits beneath these people. But Justin Trudeau had an off ramp. There really was a way that we weren't gonna be in the situation we were in today. That's what Jordan was laying out there. Like take your victory, like sit with it for a little while, guys. Go, go I, I got something and it was good. And, and let's go home for a little bit or, or let's keep the pressure on, but like, let's acknowledge that there was a chance. That was Justin Trudeau's off-ramp. They were giving it to him, the other premiers by saying, we're gonna scale back some of this stuff. But then he just went all in and that's what they do with everything. That's what the left and progressives and whatever remains of the liberal structure that has been decimated over the last decade or whatever it is, they double down on everything. And that was always the danger. I mean, watch my videos literally guys from six years ago. Why was I screaming about all of this as someone on the left when I was a Bernie supporter saying we can't call everybody racist. We can't call them all bigots and homophobes and transphobes and all of those things because once you do that, they're, they're the ultimate enemy. They're the ultimate evil. And you never have to look in the mirror and that's what Trudeau has gone with. How can Trudeau possibly put an olive branch out to the homophobes and the racists and the bigots? I guess he could do it while he's in blackface. If he has any sense of irony, that might be one way to do it. Uh, finally, guys, I thought we would end with this because this has all been about truckers, right? This has all been about truckers, Mack trucks, big trucks. And I'm a, I'm a child of the 80s and I'm someone who enjoys the truck. And uh, something spoke to me. There was a message that kept resonating. And I thought, I've heard this message about freedom. I've heard it before from a great truck. They're a young species. They have much to learn, but I've seen goodness in them. Freedom is the light of all sentient beings. Choice is yours, people. Optimus Prime or Justin Trudeau. Guys, if you wanna play along, live chat with us during the show, uh, you can always do that by joining rubenreport.locals.com. Part one of my interview with Charlie Kirk from Turning Point USA is up on YouTube and Rumble today. It's already up full ad free on Locals. That's a show. Justin Trudeau, we ain't done with you yet. See you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Rubin Report Direct Message. We're live on Rumble, Blaze TV, and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubinreport.locals.com.